This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Just taking my time. Pastor Theo and Dr. Bev, Mom and Dad. Quiet now, please, man. <laughs> it's such an honor to be here today. You know, since the day that you have accepted Marietta and myself as your son and daughter, we, our lives changed. Everything changed, and it is still changing. And we love you. We love you so much. Our church is here today, or some of them. Now they're quiet. <laughs> and we just, we just want to honor you. We love you so, so very much. Why don't you put your hands together for our parents in the faith? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for this, for this moment in time. We just want to give you praise and worship because you alone are worthy. I pray that you will think through my mind, speak through my mouth. I don't depend on my own abilities, but it's just you, Jesus. Be revealed in me and through me this, this day in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So there's this picture with, um, with the animals surrounding the manger where baby Jesus was. And so all the animals started saying what they will do in his life. And so the camel said, I will bear him gifts. And the donkey said, I will carry him into Jerusalem. The fish said, I will pay his taxes. The dove said, I will bless his baptism. The duck said, I will feed him. The cow said, I will quench his thirst. The sheep said, I will keep him warm. The pig said, I will let him fill, <laughs> I will let him fill me with demons and run down a cliff. <laughs> no, wait, what? Thanks, guys. Thanks for the support. <laughs> Wait, what? We've seen some pigs running down the hill in this week as we are taking back what the enemy has stolen from us in the name of Jesus. I just want to look at uh, us to look at something that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart for today, and, and I believe that it will change your life. James 1 verse 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word that is able to save your souls. The word receive is to take up, to, to, to embrace, to hold on until you become one with it. With meekness, without, with, without uh, pride. Just to receive the word of God today, which is able to save your soul, to renew your mind, to heal your, your emotions, and to transform your world. That's what the Word is about to do in your life. And the first uh, scripture that I want to read this morning, uh, this afternoon, John 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. 
And, and so Jesus prayed in John 17 that we are one, that we should be one like he and the Father is one. And so this is, it's about this love for one another. It's through this love that the world will see that we are his disciples, that we testify. It is by our love that we testify. No wonder that the devil would rather replace our love with resentment. That he can steal from the body of Christ whatever he wants to steal. There are several movies made about a little green guy, a bitter guy that got hurt over Christmas. And this movie shows over Christmas. I, I just love this. It's called The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And so he was hurt and he was bitter and he was green with whatever, jealousy, envy, whatever it is. And he decided that he's going to make Christmas terrible for his neighbors, the Who's of Whoville. And so he went and he stole all their presents and all their Christmas decorations to, to get them to feel what he's feeling over Christmas. And so he stole it, he, he took it away, and early Christmas morning he went to see what the Who's were doing now, hoping that they would be as miserable as he is. But then he hears that they are still celebrating in song. They are singing songs for Christmas. They are celebrating. And then something happens on the inside. He takes the, the presents back and the decorations back, and they forgive him. They take him back, and, and he becomes part of the family of the Who's of Whoville. <laughs> and this is my purpose today, is to bring you to a place a good ending in your life. Not, not, I'm not talking about the end of your life. I'm talking about the end of what is keeping you from God's glory here and now. We are going to bring an end to what the devil has stolen from your life. I will not sing a song like the Who's. You better hope I don't sing. <laughs> I, I will speak a word, and this word will cause a stirring on your inside and will move you to action. So get ready to move into action. Get ready. So, so you might think, and I bet some of you were thinking, what is he doing with that thing? <laughs> Walking around with a kettle, uh, preaching with a kettlebell. But you don't get a physique like this, but I'm joking. I'm carrying this because it's mine. I, I'm carrying this because somebody gave it to me. And, and, and I know that several people have told me before that this thing is weighing me down. And on the long term, it's going to hurt me. It's going to... It's going to, to, to take away my speed, my pace. And, and it's going to let people without kettlebells avoid me. And people with kettlebells are going to swarm around me. And it's just going to make my kettlebell heavier and heavier and heavier. I know all that. I've listened to the sermons. I've been in, in Apostle Theo's sermons. But this is mine, man. You don't know what that guy did who gave it to me. And I'll hold on to it until he gets what, what, what's coming to him. The title of my message this morning is... Lay it aside. Let it go. Get rid of it. So I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> As you might have 
seen that this represents, the kettlebell represents a grudge. And, and some, something that the enemy has, has given so many Christians, and they have, they've allowed him to, to, to exchange their love for resentment, for a grudge. And a grudge is a very, very terrible and a very dangerous thing. You know, we like this to carry this thing because Hollywood has pumped us full of information that the guy carrying the grudge and is out for revenge is the hero. But that is the lie. The hero is the one that lays it aside, that lets it go, that, lets, that gets rid of it. That's the hero because it's a difficult thing to do. It's a good idea until, some, until you have to forgive somebody. I want to look at two uh, characters in the Old Testament and just explore some strategies to regain our freedom in Christ. Our first story is in Genesis 37, verse, uh, uh, 37 to 50, to chapter 50, and it's about the man called Joseph. He was the son of Jacob, called Israel. And if you haven't read this story before, I'm just going to touch on a few things. Go and read it for yourself. So Joseph receives these dreams from God, the God of his great-grandfather, the God of his grandfather, and the God of his father, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He received these dreams, and he shares it with his brothers. These guys turns into Grinches. They are green with jealousy, and they, 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 they decide they're going to kill him. But Reuben, the oldest one, says, no, 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 not, let's not kill him. Let's sell him to a band of uh, um, uh, what was it now? Mama said Amalekites, Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites had passed by. And, and so they sold him in Egypt to Potiphar. Now Potiphar was a rich man and he worked for Potiphar. And Potiphar knew that Joseph had God with him. Because everything he touched turned to gold. Everything he did, he succeeded in. It was, it was just amazing. And then Potiphar's wife saw this, and she thought, let's play mommy and daddy. And so Joseph said, no, I'm not going to play mommy and daddy with you. So it was a setup, and he was thrown into prison. And so even in prison, Joseph became such an example that the prison guard uh, or, or the warden appointed him as, as in charge of everything that happens in the, in the prison. Later on, he gets out. He, he, he interprets Pharaoh's dream, and he gets the position of the second in command in Egypt. And it's amazing that it's the, the seven years of, of, of plenty and the seven years of famine, how, how, the, the, how the family comes then back in the years of famine where he has, has saved so much food that Egypt had everything, and they came, and, and they were reconciled together. And just before, or, or just after Jacob died, his father died, the, the other 11 sons came together and said, now this is time for revenge. Now that dad is dead, he's going to take revenge on us. And he said, no, that's not the case. Genesis 50 verse 20, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is this day to save many people alive to save many people alive. And that is our business, that many people will be saved alive. Just keep that in mind as well. And so it is, it is amazing how, how, how Joseph was able to keep his focus on God and not take up 
the weight of burden or the weight of, of, of a grudge. He, he did not take up the weight of a grudge. He did not keep any grudge, he, and he became strong and mighty and could care for his whole family. Let me tell you, the grudge is a weight that you will carry that will make you bow down. As in his dream, his brothers bowed down before him. A grudge will make you bow down. The next character is an obscure man with an intriguing story. With a bad end, but a powerful lesson. His name was Ahitophel. Now I know that about 90% of you never heard of this guy. Ahitophel was a counselor for King David and later also for his son Absalom. This is what the Bible says about Ahitophel, 2 Samuel 16, 23. Now the advice of Ahitophel, which he gave in those days, was as if one had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the advice of Ahitophel, both with David and with Absalom. And with many years, he served King David with advice as he heard from the oracle of God. And, and he, he was faithful, but then something changed. Something changed in his life. When Absalom turned against his father, King David, Ahithophel joined Absalom in the revolution against David, and he became Absalom's counselor. He gave Absalom two pieces of advice. The first one was, go and sleep with your father's concubines so that you will show that, he's more power, that you are more powerful than him. And I'm thinking, but okay, is <laughs> what it is. And so the second piece of advice is where the story gets interesting. 2 Samuel 17, 1 and 4. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Now let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight, and I will come upon him while he is weary and weak, and make him afraid, and all the people who are with him will flee, and I will strike only the king. Now something happened in this guy's life. Something was wrong. He, he, served, he served King David faithfully for years. And then all of a sudden he left. He joined uh, uh, Absalom. And now he wanted to kill the king only. That was his dream. Sometimes smart people can make stupid decisions. He was one of the wisest men to walk the face of the earth. And he decided to turn against the man of God. This was... Why would he do that? That's a good question. So let's study scripture a little bit. In 2 Samuel 11:3, David sent to inquire about a woman. You remember the one that bathed on the roof? Another one that I didn't understand. Why not in the bathroom? Why on the roof? But it, <laughs> so David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam? Somebody say Iliam the wife of Uriah the Hittite. So you remember what happened, right? He took Bathsheba for himself and, and he plotted the murder of Uriah, her husband. And, 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 but what, what's this got to do with Ahithophel, you may ask? 2 Samuel 23, verse 34. Eliphelet, the son of Aishbai, the son of Maishakabite, whatever. <laughs> Iliam, the son of Ahithophel, the Gilunite. Ahithophel was Bathsheba's grandfather. And so the adultery with Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah, her husband, was despicable to the extreme. 
Ahithophel was furious, left David and went back to Gilo where his house was. He served the king with honor and, and distinction. He gave his son and even his son-in-law to the king to fight in his army. Ten years later, he turned against David with Absalom. Ahithophel saw this as an opportunity. Now I will get my revenge for which I've been waiting for so long. And, and, and Absalom knew about this bitterness and he called him. He said, come in, come and give me some advice. And so he was carrying this weight of bitterness and it grew in him like a cancerous growth. In, it, in his advice uh, to Absalom, we see that he wanted to only kill one person and that was King David. The interesting thing is yeah, he's a counselor, he's an advisor, he's not a soldier. He's not an army man. But he wanted revenge. He wanted to kill David only. And he was unable to kill David because of another uh, friend of David who came in and gave advice to Absalom Hushai. But he was able, unable to kill. And, and the rebellion that he helped nurture resulted in the death of 20,000 men. So you see, this thing spreads. And in 2 Samuel 17, 23, we read, Now when Ahithophel saw that his advice was not followed, he saddled a donkey, arose and went home to his house, to his city. Then he put his household in order and hanged himself and died. Wow, what a sad story. A person, a man that heard as if he, he has listened to the oracle of God gets to this end. He hangs himself. But that is exactly what a grudge does. When another offense was laid upon the grudge that he already had, it pushed him over the edge. It's when that five kilograms become a 50 kilogram, when you can't carry it anymore. And, and if, if you give in to offense, carrying a grudge is just not worth all the trouble. Taking a, a, a grudge on board is like, is like taking a gift from Satan in exchange for your freedom and your health and your relationships. Come on now, that's gotta stop. Enough is enough, enough is enough. You know, it spreads when you carry a grudge and it, and it turns into bitterness, this root of bitterness, uh, Hebrews 12 verse 15 says, many become defiled by it. And the end will never be like you imagined it in the flesh, in the third dimension. You will either bow down or you will get your affairs in order. This is not to be taken lightly because forgiveness is at the core of our identity in Christ Jesus. You know, the enemy has convinced so many Christians that this grudge is mine. I am justified to carry this one. I am the only one that is right and everyone else is wrong. And God will make an exception for me because what they have done towards me is outside of the scope of forgiveness. Uh, what? Excuse me? So you mean that Jesus only died for some sins? No, no. Colossians 2 verse 13 says that he died for all of our sins. And all means all because that is what all means. <laughs> Just got to do it quickly. <laughs> Psychological research has found that holding grudges contributes to many health risks like stress, heart diseases, diabetes, a weakened immune response, and a very interesting one, cognitive decline. Yeah. 
It makes you, I almost said stupid, it makes you dumb. <laughs> Why would I carry something that only harms me? Why would I carry something that takes away my peace? Why? I've got to hurry up quickly. Although you might feel superior when you feel this grudge, when you're holding this grudge and carrying this grudge over somebody else, you are just giving that person power to hurt you and to harm you more and more and more. The Aramaic word for forgiveness is shavak, and it means to untie and to loose. And, and so in forgiveness, I untie and I lose, not just the offender from me, but myself from the offender. So I am not attached to everything that he does anymore. I am loose and untied from him. Sometimes we carry a grudge without really realizing that we are, but there are some signs in your life that you know, oh, maybe you've take on, taken on a 4kg. I'm telling you it's going to turn into a 50 quickly. When you start seeing certain people on Facebook and you, wait, unfollow. <laughs> you try to avoid them. Uh, your tongue goes out of control when their name comes up in conversation. You just got flapping lips. <laughs> and and, and your, your irritation and frustration levels just rise when, when something happens that reminds you of that offense. So, so be... Be sensitive to Holy Spirit this afternoon. Be sensitive to what is going on on the inside. Maybe you think it's not that bad, but grudges grow. As you lay in bed at night and, and, and you're rehearsing this dream of yours, you know, it's a dark alley and there's dustbins against the walls and water dripping all over the place and there's the sound of fences. It's the sound of all the offenses that you have taken. But you're sitting behind this dustbin with your, with your mask on and your baseball bat and you're thinking broken knees or some of my friends, your okapi. And you're waiting for the right moment to get revenge, but God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. It could be something small, you know. My dad didn't want to pay for guitar lessons, and me and my friends had this dream of rocking the world with a band. <laughs> but what you don't understand is they knew that there was no music in you, baby. <laughs> it would just have been a waste of money. Come on, lay it aside, let it go, get rid of it. Or maybe it's racial. I know this is, this is close to home, but, but, but something as simple as, as, as a member of the green race hurting somebody you know in the blue race, and now when you see something of the green race, you get really uh, un uncomfortable and upset because of what the, what the greens do, because all people that are green are bad now, and the blues are good, baby. <laughs> or maybe your grandparents taught you about this the greens and the blues and the reds and whatever the color may be. All of these grudges, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness have no good outcome. It just gives the, the devil an opportunity to steal from you. So let's get up, lay it aside, get rid of it, and let go of the weight of this grudge. The bitterness, the unforgiveness, and the burden of your anger. How do we forgive? It starts with a healed at heart. The Bible says in, in James 3 verse 17, the wisdom that is from above is the willingness to heal. 
I'm yielding to Holy Spirit, and then I praise Psalms 139, 23, and 24 in the Passion Translation. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on, and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Second one is hear the word. You see, stay in the word. We, we, we read the word, we, we listen to the word, we meditate on the word, we speak the word and we apply the word because that is life. That is the life in abundance. That is the life of faith. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So forgiveness is not a feeling, forgiveness is faith. I forgive by faith in the name of Jesus. I speak the word of God over them. Number three is I find the good because God is good. I, I, I engage in the spirit. I pray in tongues and God will turn everything to the good. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God. And when I experience God's forgiveness, when I forgive, because Jesus says he can't forgive if you don't. And so when I experience that forgiveness, something happens on the inside. My eyes are enlightened. I get clever again. I can think again. And, 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 and the Spirit can just flow through me. I realize that my love is increasing because the inexcusable was forgiven in my life. Number four is don't dwell on it. Don't let the grudge define you. Let it go. You have authority over your thought life. You are anointed. You have the anointing to take every thought captive and bring it under the obedience of Christ and replace it. Replace it with thoughts of washing, of cleansing, blessing, and dead cancellation. I want to ask you this. Who's responsible for laying it aside, letting it go, getting rid of it? Hebrews 12 verse 1, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, somebody say us, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This, this verse starts with a, with a word, therefore. In other words, it links what is going to happen now with what has been said. And he said, it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is the way I forgive. Faith is the way I walk forward. Faith is the way we go forward. Sometimes, you know, you get offended by people and they don't even know that they offended you. And you are having all these water dripping, uh, fences shaking dreams and, and they just go on with life. Come on. Come on. Somebody say, lay it aside. Let it go. Get rid of it. You know, forgiveness does not take away the event. I, I remember, I remember the kettlebell. I just celebrate the fact that I don't have to carry it anymore. You know, God taught me something. A few years ago, somebody cheated me with a lot of money. Can I say how much? Two million. I was cheated in a transaction. And, and so I carried my little grudge with me because he... Two million is a lot of money. Come on now. And, and, and so I was carrying, and, and Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I knew that here's a lesson coming. He said, I sensed that he said to me, I want you to call this guy and forgive and ask him for forgiveness. 
I'm like, I don't know what I ate last night or what I did, but that's not right. And he kept on, and my wife confirmed it. And I'm like, on whose side are you? <laughs> but I did it. I asked for forgiveness, and immediately when the power of forgiveness hit that relationship, everything was restored. And, 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 and forgiveness came, or, or asking for forgiveness came from the other side. And in the meantime, we built a building of 75 million rand. So from that day onwards, whenever there's a feeling or something in the atmosphere, I'm, I get forgiveness into the, into the, into the situation. When, when I feel my wife is angry at me, I ask for forgiveness. When, 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 when your husband is, maybe I'm not the, wrong, uh, the one wrong in this situation, I, I just want to bring the power of forgiveness into the situation because the power of forgiveness will change everything. Somebody say, lay it aside. Let it go. Get rid of it. Because you can and because you have to. It is just one of those things. My eyes fixed on Jesus, the, the author and the finisher of my faith. I forgive. I choose to forgive completely. I become part, and I become part not of the Whoville family, but of the know who we are family. Hallelujah. That is who we are. So don't delay. Don't procrastinate. Take back what the devil has stolen from you. It's time to take back your health. Time to take back your stuff. Time to take back your relationship. Time to take back your awareness of the presence of God from where you are supposed to live from. Take back what the devil has stolen from you. Will you stand with me, please? Just say this. I choose to lay it aside, to let it go, to get rid of it, and to take back what the devil has stolen from me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.